Libertarian Party versus GOP? We're trying to win hearts and minds, or are we trying to win elections? Let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Oh, Liberty folk, this is an episode for you. Yes, it is, because if you've been on social media specifically, over on the world of the new Elon Musk Twitter. Yes, all of us rejoice. Uh, you've inevitably seen the conversation. Uh, what are we doing right now with the Libertarian Party versus the GOP? What's the best way to advance liberty? All that is being focused right now on the microcosm of Arizona with uh, right now the Libertarian candidate running for U.S. Senate dropping out to in, uh, endorse his uh, r- rival, in that case, the, the Republican, but is he a rival? And we're going to talk about that. But first, we're going to go ahead and give a shout out to today's sponsor. And that is, yes, to all of you candidates out there, but also to all of you small and uh, medium-sized business owners. And it is specifically when you're trying to uh, face the challenges of making an impact on the digital landscape. Right strategies are going to be your proven partner to help not only change the impact of your elections for the positive, but also change the way your business will go ahead and find success. Head over to briannicholshow.com forward slash RS, and you're going to be able to get not just, if you're a candidate, a free campaign report card, but also if you're a business owner, a free marketing report card. See where you're at. If you want to figure out how you're doing right now as you're going out trying to reach new customers or reach new voters, what a great opportunity. So head to briannicholshow.com forward slash RS. Let Morgan and the team over at Right Strategies know that I sent you. Other than that, Folks, if you're trying to amplify your message to find your voters and your customers where they spend your time, head to briannicholshow.com forward slash RS to learn more. All right, so for today's episode, I can't do this myself. So I called in some backup. I reached out to the Brian Nichols Show team. And joining us, yes, we have a returning from Cody's Concerns, Kenny Cody. And then also joining us for the first time in seemingly forever because he's been busy playing the role of dad and moving, Jeremy Todd from Cell Liberty. Welcome back, everybody. But hold on, Kenny. Jeremy, where have you been? Are you okay? What's new? Please <laughs> blink twice if you can hear me. It's all good. Yeah. All good. Uh, I, I am currently being held captive in the uh, this uh, land of Florida, the villages, um, by old people uh, and retirees everywhere. And no, it's been a great time uh, being down here with family uh, and relocating to the northern Kentucky area, Thomas Massey's district, uh, which is just fantastic. And uh, yeah. Life is starting to uh, settle into a bit of a rhythm, which is great. There you go, man. And hey, I mean, you're setting me up to start things off. Man, it sounds like you're in these pretty nice Liberty GOP areas. You're living in Thomas Massey's area. You're hanging out in Florida with Ron DeSantis. And hey, that's the conversation right now we're seeing over on social media. Jeremy, Kennedy, thank you guys for joining to talk about this because let's kind of focus where this is taking place over in Arizona. Now, Jeremy, this is your home state. Well, is it your actual home state, home state? No, born and raised, sweet home, Alabama. Um, we, uh, when my wife graduated from uh, vet school, uh, we had to pick somewhere to go. Uh, and while we were still young and uh, childless, we decided let's go out west, see what it has to offer, enjoy ourselves out there. And we spent uh, the last three years in the uh, Phoenix metro area. And uh, so we had the the GOP candidate who's running for office out there, and that is uh, one Blake Masters. Now, Blake Masters was, I guess he used to identify himself, Kenny, help me out here, as a Rothbardian. Is that fair? 
Yeah, he basically said that his dad gave him uh, Mises and uh, Rothbard as as a child. It was one of the readings that he first started out with, and that's kind of the basis of his political thought. Uh, you know, on, on Mark Victor's show, he basically talked about how he was raised on those sorts of values. Was you know, he human events and a bunch of other different uh, books that, uh, that his father gave him. I mean, he was basing a lot of his political philosophy off of those. Those the, he was raised on those values. And Mark Victor, you mentioned Mark. So Mark is was the libertarian candidate for senate out in arizona now we say was because he just recently dropped out of said election and has gone ahead and endorsed blake masters now to be fair to the the framing of blake masters he has uh, not only rejected a lot of the ideas he says he once held but has gone ahead and yes taken a very rah rah maga approach which if you're looking at the traditional gop that is today I kind of get it, especially when Carrie Lake is the uh, running uh, the the candidate that's running at the top of the ticket there in Arizona as the governor candidate. There's Sol Liberty, nice Jeremy. Um, but hey. also, <laughs> I like that. Um, but also, one thing I think it's 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 interesting to see is that not only has Mark Victor endorsed Blake Masters, but also uh, Ron Paul, Rand Paul. So, I mean, two of the most noted sitting libertarians in either the House or the Senate, even though they're not necessarily big L libertarians, I think that mm -hmm. does carry some weight. So I'm torn a little bit, right? So let me uh, start things yeah. off here. And uh, Jeremy, I'll, I'll let you maybe take the ball first, and then we'll let Kenny respond okay. because we're seeing this is the libertarian dropping out. So a lot of libertarians <laughs> are up in arms. They're saying, what the hell, man? Yeah. And, and rightfully so, I would say, in terms of, hey, you were running as a libertarian. If you're not going to run, don't run. I get that. Yeah. But I would say in the tone of the election and I, I hate the rhetoric you know the most important election of our lifetimes but after what we all just went through the past two and a half years kind of feels like it might be you know up there in importance and significance so jeremy mm. hit me with some uh some of your feels here like what what are you what are you feeling from yeah. not only just being so, a libertarian but also specifically somebody who has some vested interest being a former arizona resident yeah um well let me start off with kind of the blanket answer to this. If I still lived in Arizona, I would vote for Blake Masters. I probably would have voted for Blake Masters, even if Mark Victor had stayed in the race. Okay. Like there, there is uh, some reality to existing in a purple state. Um, I don't think there's necessarily a lot of fuss <clears throat> about who uh, that, that this guy isn't worthy of a vote from a libertarian in this very specific situation with Mark Victor being the other candidate where a lot of the, and, and don't get me wrong. Listen, I'm, I'm speaking for me. There are a lot of libertarians who have, especially in the LP, they have their own little vested interests and they're all uh, kind of playing some sort of game where, where my real rub comes in is when it is trying to figure out and discover where exactly do we draw this line of uh, you know, who we avoid, uh, who we don't compete with, and who deserves the endorsement of people in the liberty movement and circle. And for me, uh, while he may have earned a vote based on situation, he would not have necessarily earned an endorsement. Uh, because an endorsement is, uh, it means like I stand behind this person's uh, policies, choices, decisions, um, and, uh, I, I just like, it did not meet that threshold for me with Blake Masters. Uh, while he said a lot of good things and, and Brian, I don't know if you can pull it up. If you pulled up his website, there's, there's zero departure from, 
Ron DeSantis. There's zero departure from Ted Cruz. There's zero departure from Donald Trump, which are people that if they tried to run as a libertarian, we would excite like they, they, everybody within our party would say this person does not meet the standards needed in order to represent and call themselves a libertarian. So then why would we endorse uh, somebody like that? And so, yeah, so, you know, we'll start start there. Uh, I think there's like an on the issues, uh, you know, uh, type piece. There's our first one. <laughs> um, and ultimately, my 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 opinion of uh, Blake Masters is that he is a rubber stamp for Donald. There it is. Um, he is a uh, rubber stamp for Donald Trump policies. Here, here's the master's plan. Yep. So if you keep scrolling down, issue number one. Oh, look at that. America's true MAGA candidate. Make America safe again. Secure the border. End illegal immigration. Stop the Biden crime wave. All these are rhetoric and talking points of somebody who is a rubber stamp for Donald Trump. And that means he's... I, I, and when you're in a purple... like. This is another piece to it. Arizona is a very purple state. So he knows his entire political career rests on the approval of Republicans when it comes down to it. Thomas Massey is not going to lose his job. Rand Paul is not going to like I'm here in Kentucky now. Like I can tell you, they don't even campaign. They don't have to. They're not going to lose their job. So they have the ability to stand up to establishment Republicans, to even Trump. And it's not going to cost them their job. Can Blake Masters do that? I don't know. I don't think so. And I think he would just approve everything that the Republicans do. He would go wrong with, along with the Republican agenda. And we all know that that is not a way to advance liberty. Now, uh, now, really quick, to be fair, they did try a primary Thomas Massey. Liz Cheney actually uh, gave money to his uh, primary opponent. And I think they found out that he had given or he posted some like racist tweets or something like that. So they ended up pulling out of the race. But anyways, they did try. But to your point, I mean, it's they, they tried. Massey. Stood it, no chance. It's Thomas it was Massey. a brutal and it looks the same when he runs in the generals. It is a brutal declaration that you are not if they run, it's their seat. Um, and so Blake Masters is not in that position. He has to toe the line. He has to be obedient to the Republican establishment, and that has been an antithesis to liberty in the past. So, so that's okay. why I don't like throwing our weight behind him. While it may be worthy of a vote and making a choice in a state that is purple and an election that's going to be close, it's not worth splitting the liberty movement and saying, "Yeah, we're going to throw our weight behind this guy." Understood. You know what I mean? So to be, so make sure we're on the we're all speaking the same lingo, right? So a lot of your a, a critiques here, I'll say, not even really criticism, but more just kind of minor critiques is the the terminology, right? Not so much saying, hey, listen, if you're going to vote for him, go vote for him. Say you're dropping out, whatever, but like don't go and open-throatedly endorse the guy. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's not even necessarily just what Mark Victor did. Um, it, you know, I've never really been a huge fan of Mark Victor. Uh, if you ever get a chance to listen to one of his speeches, I encourage you not to. Um, it is painful. Um, it's, it's one of the worst things I've ever had to listen to. Um, but, uh, either way, my, my whole point is like this, this Liberty movement, believing that these MAGA Republicans are our people, our team, and they can talk down their nose and go, 
this was a great choice for principles over party. Where is the line? Like, where do we say that this isn't good enough to get our backing to where we back away and don't challenge? That's a good. And hey, I just that that's a great question. And I think to answer that question, let's go to Kenny because Kenny, obviously, you're let's spending go. a lot of time in the world, kind of of not just liberty movement, but also you do spend a lot of time speaking to a lot of the MAGA folks. So I think you maybe have a chance to talk a little bit more about what you're seeing as you're engaging in that world a little bit more. So talk to some of Jeremy's concerns. You know, when you look at, obviously, President Trump is a very polarizing figure in the, not just the GOP, but in America, but in the GOP specifically, he still has a lot of pull. And you see, you know, I think Jeremy does rightfully point out, Blake has been pandering a lot to kind of that MAGA Republican Trump endorsed kind of approach does that lead some concern, and is there some merit behind the the concern that maybe Blake will just be a rubber stamp for some of those establishment folks that we're a little concerned about just from the onset, like the McConnells of the world, the Lindsey Grahams of the world, and the likes? Absolutely, and you know one of the things that I love to capitalize on this on this argument on, on this conversation. If you scroll a little bit more down Blake's page when you go to like the Make America Safe Again portion, the, one of the first things that you see in terms of making sure that America. Is strong, has strong and smart national defense. The first sentence says he calls out the military-industrial complex. You're not going to see that on any establishment Republicans' national defense or foreign policy page. That, that is just the truth. And, and, and while he is trying to appeal to independents, while he was trying to appeal to Republicans to come and show out for him, this is the same guy who has been it's suffering. Be that third uh, point yeah. right like, there. Brian. Yeah, right, right, right. One. Yep, yeah, right there. And then, oh, let's see. I I can go back up to one. Uh, yeah, go back up to one. It's the last tab. Right. Yeah, this guy, gotcha. Expand it. There it is. Yep. So in that first sentence, he says that he will protect ah. us from the stupidities of the military-industrial complex. Yep. And, and, and another mm -hmm. point in regards to the establishment republicanism that we kind of go into in terms of establishment politics, Blake Masters and J.D. Vance are two of the only Republicans in the entire country, be them, be them incumbents or be them nominees, that have said they will vote against Mitch McConnell for majority leader. So you're having somebody who is an anti-establishment candidate who is literally pulling third or fourth. And I admit that Blake Masters absolutely capitalized on the MAGA movement in order to win that primary. He did, and he succeeded. But he has not backed off on the point that he would not vote Mitch McConnell for majority leader. He has not capitalized on the point of aligning with the rest of the Republicans and voting for Ukrainian aid. All but nine, all but nine senators in the U.S. Senate as a whole voted for the Ukrainian aid package. I thank God that two of my senators and Bill Haggerty and Marsha Blackburn were the only state delegation in the country that didn't. But to compare Masters with some of the established Republicans that we were seeing across the country, I, I just don't think is genuine. You know, I saw that interview with Mark Victor. Like, as soon as he announced that he was going to be endorsing Blake Masters, I took the liberty of watching his video and watching his interview. And it does not sound like to me that he has the beliefs of established Republicans like Mitt Romney, or even those like, let's, let's just say, Marco Rubio. I mean, yes, he said quotes like libertarian does not work, but he explained that quote to Mark Victor in regards to libertarianism is in amazing in theory, and it's, it's an establishment from where we should believe that government should work. But to get anything done and to, and to fight back against already governmental overreach that has suffered our society and to be the citizens suffered from COVID-19, the way that we do that is use the little bit of government that we do have to fight back and fight back against cultural Marxism and fight back against COVID lockdowns, fight back against 
federal government overreach, you have to have a little bit of government and be able to, in order to do that, to fight back against what has already been done through authoritarianism. So I just, it's hard for me to say that, yeah, I mean, I agree that yes, it, with any Republican politician that is running for the U.S. Senate, no matter what, there will always be a concern that they are going to be subjected to establishment politics by the Mitch McConnells of the world, by the Rick Scotts of the world, and even by the Donald Trumps of the world. But the U.S. Senate needs an anti-establishment politician and an anti-establishment Republican like Blake Masters, because unlike in the House, where there are so many MAGA Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, and Thomas Massey, who vote pretty much in line with each other. I know that a lot of people don't like to give credit to Greene, Gates, or Boebert for their votes as much as they do Massey, but, the, but I've talked to Massey myself while I was in D.C., and these are the people that he is giving the most amount of credit to in being libertarian. The, the populists of this movement, the MAGA Republicans of this movement are the ones that are the most libertarian and are, I'm going to go ahead and say it, are doing more libertarian leaning things in terms of legislation than any libertarian or any Republican in the entire country, be it at the state legislative level or the local level. So in my opinion, I think that endorsing somebody like Masters in a swing state like a, what that has been done and when he has actually had a conversation that has sustained his endorsement, he has had this conversation, he pointed out his the criticism and the things that Pastors has said in the past, such as that libertarianism quote in his interviews and his speeches, when he calls him out and asks him to explain himself, and he still thinks that this guy's worthy of endorsement and me dropping out and kind of guiding my voters, hopefully over to Masters, is going to benefit the liberty movement. I think it's a great decision, and I know that's very biased for me. I'm a GOP county chairman, okay? I've ran Republican campaigns, and I promote the GOP on a national scale. And I'll go ahead and be honest with you, I'm so anti-establishment that podcasts like this are the only ones that I'm invited on because a lot of the GOP hates my criticism so much. So this is what I have to do in order to appeal to yeah. my Republicans is appear on podcasts like this. But I am thankful that people like Dave Smith, people like Mark Victor exist because they have the ultimate goal in mind, which is human liberty. And if that is the goal, if that is the true goal, then we have to do stuff like this. You all have to do stuff like this. And I think Victor really accomplished a W today. I think even igniting this debate in, in the LP, and I'm glad to see it happen. I'm glad to see Dave Smith and Justin Amash go back and forth. I'm glad to see Victor start so many conversations in the, in the LP all in all. I think some people are mad about it, and I understand why, especially because the timing a week before the election. That's one of the criticism I am willing to say. He should have done this a month ago, even as a GOP guy. I wish he would have done this a long time ago because it may have affected polling and may have got Masters more funding if he saw that he may have been up or closer in polling because of Victor's dropout. But I think overall this is a win for the LP and the GOP, I, I, and I think that it creates the conversation of what is the ultimate goal and are, the, are these avenues the right ways, and I think a lot of them are, like in Victor's case. And really quick, I do want to address one misnomer that was uh, brought out there um, I, on social media, of course. Misinformation already on Twitter, Elon, what the hell? And it was uh, this was a ballot access race. It was not. Um, there was specific rules. It, actually, the Arizona Libertarian Party addressed this like on their own. Like They specifically said this is not, thank God, a ballot, a ballot access race. So that's one positive um, there. But two, I think we all are on board. Like, yeah, the timing sucks a week before the election come on like let's let's at least be more smart here but i guess let's go back to the the main kind well, of let me can i go, can ahead, go ahead jeremy can yeah, go ahead. so what do you think about georgia who me or kenny uh kenny let's talk about georgia the senate race as well, senate well race. as the governor race so i mean kemp is an incumbent and Kemp has, is in Georgia's historic Republican state. I mean, they've got a Republican-led legislature, a Republican state senate. 
Um, you know, I think Kemp has been able to get a lot of Republican policies done. And then you have a celebrity like Herschel Walker, who has a lot of scandals, who has been a lot of controversies. And then you have an incumbent Democrat like Raphael Warnock. I mean, I, in my prediction, I think it goes to a runoff in December. I think neither candidate gets above 50 percent, very similarly to what it was in 2020 with Ossoff and Warnock running against Loeffler and Purdue. Um, I think eventually Walker pulls it out. Um, and I think probably the uh, probably, I mean, I'm guessing your question is going to relate to Shane Hazel in terms of, yeah. of his involvement in, yeah. in, in, the, in the Senate. Yeah. Um, in, in that same regard, you know, I mean, Hazel come out today, I think, and, or, or today or yesterday, and basically admonished Victor's decision to do what he did. Um, I think that Hazel is a really good debater. I think he, he sells liberty really, really well. Um, I think that I, I think having him in the race is good. I think it's a good thing overall, especially if it's not a multiple person race like um, like Loeffler was facing when Doug Collins was, right. was running in that election as well. Um, but ultimately, I think it's a good thing. I think he, that Hazel you know, challenges the status quo a bit. And if the election is more than likely going to go to a runoff anyway, it's good to have Hazel to push at least Walker there, especially if it's a Democrat running. If, if it's a Democrat, if it's Kemp or anybody else, the entire conversation around Kemp, the entire conversation around the Senate. I think having Hazel there as a voice, especially when Kemp is so far ahead in the polling, it wouldn't matter who he ran against. I think it creates the conversation of that Kemp can do a lot of a lot more better things if he is in that conversation. Right. So how would you feel specifically if GOP members came out and endorsed Shane Hazel for governor over Kemp? So if, if GOP, so if, if there was incumbent, so you're talking about former GOPers or current like incumbents? Uh, well, I think current, there's a difference. Current. Well, just no, like current members of the G prominent members of the GOP coming out and saying, hey, look, Brian Kemp is an establishment hack. Uh, he locked people in their homes. He's not a good governor for the state of Georgia. You should vote for Shane Hazel. I, uh, I, I would disagree with it ultimately. Yeah. Immediately. OK, so th this is ultimately, Brian, where my biggest gripe with the GOP comes from. Mm. This is a one sided relationship. And that is that they will preach to Libertarian Party members about how you should make choices of principles over party. Don't just vote along party lines. But then they're incapable of doing the same thing. Hey, pause. I will give credit that, to one person. That, that's one ultimately person that, where my frustration with this ordeal with fair. Mark Victor comes from. Hey, but hey, one, I will give credit where credit's due. One candidate <clears> has done that, one elected official, and that was Rand Paul. And you know where he did it? In New Mexico. And you know who he did it with? Gary Johnson. How about yep. that? That did yep. happen. I remember that happening. And, I was and like, again, the, the exceptions always come to oh, yeah. two gentlemen. Yeah. Thomas Nassie, Rand Paul. 100%. They are the two exceptions to the rule. And that's why, why I'm having this conversation about where do we draw this line? Mm -hmm. Because if it's, it, let, let's say, hypothetically, Nikki Haley co comes out of nowhere and wins the presidential nomination in 2024, Trump and uh, DeSantis eat each other alive, and she sneaks in the back door. Who do you think Blake Masters is going to endorse for president? Dave Smith? No, yeah. he's going to come to bat for Nikki Haley. And I would too. Nope. Nope. In the world of wine, there are so many choices. And that's why Blood of Tyrants Wine has tyrants losing their heads. Whether you're looking for a new go-to at home or want to impress your friends at a party, Blood of Tyrants Wine has you covered. And if you're trying to get rid of some pesky tyrants in your life, well, we've got that covered too. Head to briannicholshow.com forward slash wine and get $5 off your order. One more time, briannicholshow.com forward slash wine. Free men don't ask permission, so take a sip. You'll be glad you did. We lost oh, Jeremy.
Uh-oh. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, no, and, and I think he actually does have a really good point as we're waiting for Jeremy he, to he pop does. back in. Yeah, because he, 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 he you, does, you do yeah. see this quite a bit where it is one-sided. Like, and I almost, mm-hmm. I think there's Jeremy. I think it's almost that Sorry, it's- lost my, sorry, lost my internet there. No, you're but good. That's Go, what pop I'm in. frustrated with is this one-sided relationship where the Libertarian Party is expected to bow down when somebody is good enough rather than continue to make the fight. And we're the ones who have to sacrifice when they're more than happy to endorse establishment hacks, neocons over LP candidates. And so what, I'm frustrated. Hey, Jeremy, that. what would you say the line is then? I'm, I'm curious, like, what, what do you see, like, let's say, for example, it is a Thomas Massey. It is yeah. a Rand Paul. Like, obviously, I wouldn't want to run a libertarian against them. But no, if it was and Lindsey I'm, Graham Kentucky, or if will. it was John McCain, like, no questions asked, like, run a libertarian right. all day long because – then yeah. I think also it gives us a chance to differentiate more effectively. Yeah. And like, it's like if I'm going in a sales, a sales, a sales, uh, you know, uh, role here, I'm trying to compete against, um, you know, let's say a telecom vendor. I don't want yeah. to talk to, or I, I don't want to necessarily like talk to the things that we're, we're similar about. I want to focus on what's the thing that I know we do better. And like, as mm-hmm. we get to the more Liberty camp, I guess, so you look at like your, your freedom score, your, your Liberty score, Anything like 80 or above, like there's room for improvement, but I would say you are a friend to Liberty. So like for me, and I know it's so arbitrary, like what's, what's that score? How do you base that score? But like, at least then I'm trying to like, look to see, okay, there's something we can base that on. But for you, what would you say you would look to? Do you do something that's unpopular amongst Republicans in order to defend Liberty? Hmm. That that's the measurement for me. And I don't trust that Blake Masters will do that. And, and that's and that's completely fair. You know, one thing that that I differ from, though, is I think that it's very true that you have to look at the viable candidates and you have to look at those who are worth the endorsement, as you said. I mean, are they are you truly worth it to say I endorse this guy to give him more of a chance at being a Democrat? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did in 2000, I forget, forget if it was, two, I guess it was 2020 when New Mexico's Senate election was up and Martin, I think it's Martin Heinrich is his name in New Mexico. When Gary Johnson was running for the Senate then as a libertarian, as a former governor, and he, they, he had a neocon Senate nominee, I went on Twitter and I said, the Republican needs to drop out and he needs to endorse Gary Johnson. Okay. I think those battles are yeah. worth it. I absolutely think those batters, when I think the Libertarian has a chance of winning, when I think that they have a viable path forward to actually defeat the Democrat, absolutely. I wish Ricky Dale Harrington, I'll be, I'll be honest, and this will be unpopular amongst, amongst a lot of people. I wish Ricky Dale Harrington would have beat Tom, Tom Cotton in the general election because okay. I disagree with Tom Cotton a lot more and I, I disagree with Ricky Harrington. However, yeah. I think we're the, and I'm not asking the Libertarian Party at all in any shape or form to endorse somebody that they that they adamantly disagree with. But it, but I'm going to go ahead and ask this question. If Blake Masters isn't good enough, I don't know who will be. I don't know any any libertarian candidates I, I, or any Republican Thomas candidate. Thomas and Rand Paul, gentlemen, I'm going to vote for. And, but, but those men and Ron Paul, who is the father of modern libertarianism, have endorsed this guy. And he yeah. has went on shows and explained his positions in detail. I know his campaign website may not be held up to what a lot of people think and a lot of people like. And I know he embraced Trump during the primary. But if this guy who has read Murray Rothbard and Ludwig Mises and, and been raised on these values and has been and endorsed. And then left them, Kenny. 
Like he's I think he left the Libertarian. I think there's a difference between living leaving the Libertarian Party and, and aligning with the Libertarian Party values, and then seeing the path forward through the Republican Party, just like Justin Amash did. For yeah, 10 no, years. no, I, 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 um, I'm not talking about party. I'm talking about him stating that libertarianism is not going to get us where we want to go, and we should use state power. Um, so, I, 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 I yeah, think. Sure. By the way. I, I can I I want to address this misnomer, and I know I'm talking over you. I want you to finish, but this idea that libertarianism doesn't fight back against leftism is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my entire life. In fact, it, it's quite the opposite. We're the only way to fight back. Republicans are trying to get in a fist fight with with left wingers and going, you know what? If I'm going to beat them, I need steroids. But then the Democrats go, okay, well then I get steroids too. Well, you just gave your opponent steroids to get stronger and faster. Libertarians are the ones saying, let's cut everybody's arms off, right? So that nobody, you guys can't, we want to gut the power. Uh, and, and you and the GOP tends to have a conversation about wanting to use it, like you have to use it to defeat leftism. No, you should use your power to gut the power. Then they have no ability to enforce this cultural Marxism you're speaking of. Okay, and that that that's a that's a great criticism. But my, my, a lot of my questions rely on what is gutting the power. Like, is that abolishing federal departments? If and if that's one yeah. of the okay, then Blake, Blake Masters came out today on the Department Show and said he would abolish the Department of Education, abolish yeah. the FBI, abolish the awesome. CIA. So, so and, and but that's that's really my question though. Is he has said that he has said libertarian is not the path forward. And I, and I, even I disagree with that. I do. I know mean, I'm a populist, and I think that, that the state and state power, like the lose by Ron DeSantis and others, I think is is perfectly fine and good at the state level. Um, but I think that there's too high of a bar to meet, oftentimes, and I, and and that's a perfect. I think that's that's the reason that that you, the Jeremy, you, Brian, and a bunch of people who watch this podcast are a part of the Libertarian Party because I think the bar that you set, and I think it's very admirable. I'll go ahead and admit, I think it's very admirable, and I and I wish I could get there. I really wish that I that I, that I was libertarian as as you all are, and believing that the third party venture and the third party journey is the way to enact liberty and the way to but to cut down on on federal federal government. But it's not; it just isn't, and it never will be. And I and I I hate to break the news that, that like that because I am so fond of so many libertarian people, so libertarian party people. I I, I, I love Brian, Jeremy. I like you, and I like so many members of the of the LP. And I'm, I am very, I'll go ahead and tell you too, I am glad when the LP candidates challenge the status quo and, and challenge establishment Republican candidates because they create the conversation on foreign policy when they get to a debate stage and they're there challenging the neocon foreign policy, the high spending in states, the high spending of the federal government. When they're on stage and they're the only candidates saying that, then I absolutely want them up there. But the problem is, is when somebody like Masters, who to me has met that bar, they have at least met that minimum. And if I was an LP person, I think that he would meet those requirements. And I know there's plenty in the LP who don't believe he meets that, including yourself. And, I, and I'm not sure about what Brian thinks. But when he meets the bar for Rand Paul, when he meets the bar for Thomas Massey, and when he meets the bar for Ron Paul, who, who again is the father of modern libertarianism, has been a Libertarian Party nominee. And has, been, and has also been in the GOP as an co incumbent congressman and a GOP presidential candidate. When he thinks enough, and Gary and, and, and when Gary Johnson thinks enough of those in New Mexico that he has chosen to endorse, I think that you have to look to those men who have been part of the two of both the two party system and the third party third party viable system, and trying to see what are these men saying, what are the conversations they have had when they've done in depth interviews with this man. I mm -hmm. think that he meets that bar. 
but and, and I don't really understand the argumentation of not like the yeah. I, 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 I get it. I want the Republicans to be better. It's why I, I, I'm doing what I'm doing and writing what I'm writing and being active where I'm active. But I think there comes a point where purism is a high, a too high of a bar to meet. And sometimes you have to be willing to say that's enough. And he, I have a win. question. I have a question. Yeah. And this is for Jeremy. Um, so I, th- I think Kenny does raise a good point. So like, let's just, let's, let's go to hypothetical 2023, right? Let's mm-hmm. fun, fun world. Uh, yeah. Blake Masters is now the sitting Arizona U S Senator. And there's mm-hmm. a vote to, um, ax, let's say the IRS department of education and the DHS. Right. And he's mm-hmm. voting yes yeah. on all of them. And yeah. yet he then votes for, I don't know, um, name, name your not libertarian idea or uh, your <laughs> legalize marijuana or, or decriminalize it, something right. on the ground and, in Taiwan. So, something, right. Sure. So, something, yep. right. But like what, what, when would libertarians be like, there is an objective good from him along with an objective bad, but we can right. take the objective bad with the objective good. Am so I making sense? That, like, like I said, I would vote for him if I still lived in Arizona. Um, luckily, I get to vote for someone better. Um, and so, but ultimately, I, I think those are where coalitions can be built, right? But this is not a coalition. Like we can, there, there are plenty of Republicans and, and Democrats that the LP and Libertarians are happy to build effective coalitions with. The, the, the this is not what we're discussing. What we're discussing is uh, saying we are going to abandon why we exist because this man is good enough uh, to uphold our values and our uh, uh, principles for us. Um, and so the, ultimately, like I said, I when push comes to shove, it, it's that I don't trust Blake Masters to stand up to an unpopular uh, uh, position uh, from Trump the way that Massey did and the way that Rand Paul has in the past. Uh, and that's what I'm looking for, somebody who will grandstand uh, essentially uh, against what's popular. And uh, until that bar is met, then we we will continue, hopefully, to, uh, to fight against that. Well, and let me ask this, because then we get into yeah. the, the, of course, the lesser of two evils question, <laughs> of course. And this yeah. is where... I do think, though, there we have to like almost we have to look at reality that it's probably mm-hmm. going to be Masters or Kelly, right? And right. To, I, I know to your point, you said yes, you would vote for him, um, but mm-hmm. also like when you're looking at the reality of the situation, like yeah, you can support somebody who would push them, but they're not going to win. And we we right. and listen and, I, and and listen, I I've, I. I think I've been one of the best Today. shows to have yeah. a platform for libertarian candidates. I've had probably a half dozen in the past two weeks and yeah. I give them all a platform because I think we need to be there as an alternative voice to push mm-hmm. in, in many cases, the GOP to be better, but only in those very rare cases, do we see libertarians actually facing a, a, a real chance to have electoral success. So I say all that right. to say, when we look at states like Arizona, for example, in this case where let's just say we get 75% positive with Blake Masters, I can almost mm-hmm. guarantee with what we've seen with Mark Kelly, that number is going to be in the mm-hmm. low, what, 30s or 40s? Oh, yeah. So like, probably, well, zero, probably zero. Right. So like yeah. Ob- yeah. objectively well. speaking, and, and I think this goes to kind of your point, Jeremy, with the coalition building is that we have to be more strategic in the way that we approach not just like 
selling our ideas, but also mm-hmm. in the way that we're impacting real people's lives. And here's yeah. here's my reasoning behind that is because if we if we're not showing people a real viable path to get liberty in their own lives, we're yeah. I mean agnostic of party, then mm-hmm. we're gonna have a, a hard time getting them to trust us to actually earn their vote, regardless of how good we do reaching them on you know the issues they care about. But I think if we can acknowledge in those situations, like, yeah, you are better off. And like just saying the the, the uncomfortable truth, you're going to yeah. probably be better off as a Arizona resident voting for Blake Masters than Mark Kelly. And in this case, if you want to see that 75% of what you agree with actually go into policy and how much of that will go mm-hmm. into policy, that's the question, Right. And right. and I think that's on the voters of Arizona to hold him accountable, but will they? And and that's where I guess you know to the the question of trust, Jeremy. I know point. there's yeah there's mm-hmm. definitely a question of trust, and I think it, it's 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 absolutely well earned. But I will tell you what, man. Like, and this is just for me, you know, sitting here in Indiana now. Mm-hmm. Like, I would much rather have someone who is at least like they know who the person Rothbard is versus yeah. out being in Pennsylvania. If it was like Mehmet Oz. He's not going to know who Rothbard is. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he, he likely doesn't even know like the basics of libertarianism, but at yeah. least yeah. Blake knows that stuff. So like, yeah. I guess there's, there's no question that Blake is, 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 is far and above your average Republican. I'm not here to debate that he's not better than most. The question is like, do we reward bad behavior? Um, and, and in this uh, situation, like, he, he's able to get away with a lot of Trump calling cards and we just excuse it because he could win and that's good enough. You know, um, whereas if we were as a party and as a movement really able to say, no, look, this is not good enough uh, and we are going to ruin this election for you if you do not shape up, because to my knowledge, he hasn't changed his position on anything. When it comes down to it, he hasn't made any concessions. He hasn't said, I will stop being X that libertarians disagree with. We haven't held his feet to the fire. We haven't gotten Blake Masters to be better on liberty um, in, in order to drop out, which I'm perfectly fine with. But those concessions don't exist. And so if we continue to reward the Republican Party with dropping out and endorsing their candidates simply because they were uh, 60 or 70% good. That That's my question. Where is the line? Because at the end of the day, we have to be able to do what happened in Georgia last cycle and teach them that, hey, listen, you are going to listen to us. You are going to adopt our ideas or we are going to run the 3% that makes the difference. And as long as, uh, you know, we, we, we lose our power, in my opinion, when we back off and, and we don't do that. So, uh, that's my, my take on it. Yes. It can, can it have, uh, potentially negative repercussions on Liberty in the short term? Sure. But run better candidates, damn it. Like that's our point. That's the entire purpose of the LP. If you had Thomas Massey's and Rand Paul's everywhere in the Republican party, we would not need to exist, but that, that's not the reality. So until that becomes a reality, we are going to continue to challenge that. Kenny, you're, you're and, champ at the and, bit. There you go. Jump yeah. And so so my, my, my issue again, though, the, and the question, I think the question of where is the line is, is the same for me. 
where, where is this threshold ever going to be met? Like you, you were talking about two incumbents who have been in office for 10 years. You're mm-hmm. talking about two incumbents that have been in office for 10 years and you've had other Congress people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has embraced Shane Hazel, <laughs> who, who has literally promoted him on Twitter and said it's a good yes. thing he's running because he's promoting libertarian values. You have yep. Gates, you have Boba. That, that wasn't exactly what she said, but she basically said what I just said. And that is yeah. that if Republicans the can get their crap together, absolutely. libertarians deserve to continue to keep you out of office. Absolutely. And you've had these cans the last 10 years. I don't know. The, 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 my problem is, and, and it's the same question, where is the line? I think there is too high of a standard of where that line is ever going to be met. I think somebody who is endorsed again by Ron Paul, by Thomas Massey and by, and by Rand Paul, his son, and now and Dave Smith and Mark Victor, if mm-hmm. those five endorsements and you have convinced those people to vote for you and to endorse you and to promote you and tell people to vote for you, if that person who is endorsed by those five people is not going to be promoted by the Libertarian Party and is not going to be have concessions. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. And if that is the question, if that the ceiling is that high and if the line is that high, I don't see how the, even the, the concession of we need to run better candidates. I don't know if there's a Libertarian Republican in the world, in a swing state, in Arizona, that you can run rather than Blake Masters. I, just, I, I, I have a, a huge problem in finding that person. Like we're, I, I we're get not, what you're saying, but I'm in the Libertarian Party of Kentucky, and sure. we have yeah. we we have a hands off policy on two of our on a congressman and a senator. It is hands off. We do not run candidates against him, bar none, right. flat out. It's so those exist. Um, but uh, man, and Blake Blake could have gotten there. He 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 was one or two steps away from from reaching that threshold. Uh, I had hopes for it. Uh, but if you want to talk about potentially putting boots on the ground over Taiwan, um, you want to talk about uh, build, taxing uh, people to build border walls, and uh, man, and, and then you throw in the fact that you, you you include a lot of Trump campaign rhetoric. I mean, I don't know why we get anything different with you. Uh, if if Trump gets reelected in 2024, we get what we got for four years, which was so when, a road when, away so, from liberty, which was record spending uh, in, in the history of the U.S. government yep. under MAGA Republicans. They mm-hmm. are not libertarians. And I understand that. So one question: I, When did he say the the boots on the ground for Taiwan thing? I'm I'm not seeing. I, he, he's been, it's more about the hawkishness with China. We got to get tough on China. X, Y, Z. But if you like, if you, there, there is, there is a difference though, Jeremy, on the ground in Taiwan, but either okay. way, creating, yes, get tough on China by far our top geopolitical rival. What does that mean? Because anytime we go in that direction of get tough on X, Y, Z country, we know where it leads. We know what that propaganda eventually leads to. We're not talking. What are we? Are we talking about tariffs? That's awful. Are we talking about economic sanctions? Well, that leads to war, right? So, what are, what are we getting tough on? What I mean, other I mean, than eventually, like, because that sounds to me, if if uh, if China flies planes over Taiwan, Blake Masters is more than happy to shoot them down. So, to me, I mean, I, and I've talked about that. I forgot where I talked about this. I don't know if it was in during a, a podcast or whatever. To me, it automatically. Oh, I'll tell you what it was. Um, the U.S. was talking about banning TikTok, right? 
but that's been a huge conversation in banning an application that is owned by by the CCP, that is owned by a communist government that is stealing information and private privacy information from our citizens. Mm-hmm. And it's also about how the CCP is in the top two to three land, farmland owners in the United States and owning farmland. I think those are two things that masters have both talked about and by in allowing businesses to thrive here that are owned by the the Chinese Communist Party to align with Bill Gates and have it have be the, the largest farm owners in the United States and, and a, a communist government to be able to buy private land ownership and those who are owned and operated businesses that are owned and operated by the Chinese government being allowed to buy farmland for practically no reason rather than to benefit the Chinese Communist Party in the, in the United States. Those are two things that Masters has talked about that shouldn't be allowed. So when I hear that Masters would have opposed Ukrainian aid funding, when I, I hear that he was supported yeah. Afghanistan withdrawal, when I hear that he would not support boots on the ground anywhere unless provoked, I don't see where that line is even drew, drew anywhere besides when he talks actually about talk defense, about policy. He, he doesn't just talk about American defense. He talks about in defense of the U.S. and its allies. Sure. So right now that would include Saudi Arabia, meaning he would send support uh, for the war in Yemen right now. Um, if if a NATO country was attacked by Russia, that would mean that he would invoke Article 5 and uh, support sending of our troops to fight a war in Eastern Europe. Um, and so that, that that's, that's, that's what I mean, man. Like the bar is high, but I don't think it's too high. And, and the bar may be high, but I have, I think you have to see more evidence. Like this, this is a dude who yeah. has has openly promoted anti-interventionist foreign policy. Like he has said that we should not be involved in the Middle East. He has said that we should not be involved in Ukraine. The two, pretty much the two biggest proxy wars of the last ten to twenty years. He has said we should not have boots around. We should not have boots on the ground in any capacity in those two wars, but we are kind of stretching saying, well, he has said this, but it's he may do this since he has said this basis. I think that is where I think the line is drawn far too high is because he has said a basis thing that we have to stand with our allies automatically means that he would support the war in Yemen or that he would put boots on the ground in Taiwan. I think that is the stretch that I have a huge problem with when he has openly advocated against established Republican neoconservative policy, like those, again, who just recently, but all but nine senators voted for Ukrainian aid and voted for to, to, to give them more money to give and to send weapons over there. And I disagreed with that, and I'm willing to call it a Republican that did it. When he is willing to say, I would have been number 10 on that, and when he has said that the two wars that have cost us the most amount of American lives has cost us the most amount of taxpayer money, when he has said he would oppose those two things, for us to take generic statements, at least either said on his campaign website when Israel and our allies, and then to expand upon that and say, because he said this basic argument, he is going to do this when we have seen no evidence or no straight statement that he would put boots on the ground, not only in in Taiwan or in wherever, wherever the other country that you said. Um, I don't believe that that's fair. To be quite honest, I don't believe that's fair. I think you have to take it on the basis of specific policies of what he has said, the anti-interventionist positions that he has taken, and look at that to his foreign policy and take him to task if he does mess up, which, again, he said at the end of his podcast, Mark Victor said, if you cross me, if you say anything and do anything that that I promise you my endorsement, I promise you my support. If you do anything, you've got to be willing to be saying, I, I called you out for this and that you need to be held accountable. Blake Masters says, bring it and please hold me accountable. Somebody yeah. like that 
who has support libertarian positions like you can. Again, I just think the line on the, the ceiling is far too high for, for not only for you, Jeremy, but for a lot of your party. I, I, I just well, don't see yeah, how. Blake Masters, hope, hopefully Blake Masters will get four years to prove uh, that he is more like Massey Six. and uh, Rand Paul and less like uh, the other MAGA rubber stamps uh, who do good things. And I'm fine with coalitions and I'm fine with supporting them. Um, but I am not ready to say this man is, uh, you know, or, or more people, because this is the, this is ultimately the concern. I cannot draw a significant distinction between, uh, Ron DeSantis's policies on his page, if he runs for president and what Blake Masters has said his policy positions are. And so if we run a candidate against Ron DeSantis, in 2024, uh, and I put my feet on the ground and I go campaign for a Dave Smith or a Spike Cohen or a Justin, whoever, right? I go campaign for them. Uh, the precedent has now been set that this is the bar, uh, that this is all that need be met in order that is that you've read some Rothbard and Mises, right? And I just don't think that's enough for us to continue bowing out and saying, okay, good enough. All right, we're going to have to go ahead and get ready to wrap things up there. So we're going to go to final thoughts. Uh, my final thought is libertarians. This is for us. Uh, I think we should be more strategic. So let's say, for example, um, uh, Chuck Schumer. Did you know he's running for re-election right now, guys, up in New York? No. Yeah, I didn't either. And guess what? I don't think anybody else knows that either. So I thought there was a debate apparently against some no-name Republican. Hey, libertarians, if you're looking for a great candidate to go up and run up there and actually make a difference, there you go. Go to New York. Lee Zeldin is doing a really good job differentiating himself with Kathy Hochul. Where's the Republican, or I'm sorry, where's the Libertarian running as a foil to Chuck Schumer and the no-name Republican who's obviously not doing a good job? I don't know her name. I know his name. I don't, I don't even know if it's a guy or a girl for that matter, or if they are a guy yeah. or a girl. It's 2022, Brian. Get it right. So with that being said, yeah, it's on us to start playing like the, the game more strategically, more smart. Put your, your our money in, in races that we can actually make a difference and, and do so yep. against areas where the, the other team, whether it's the red team or the blue team, really doesn't have much of a standing. In New York, if you look at the, the voter demographics, it's predominantly Democratic. And yet Lee right. Zeldin's having a chance right now to win because he's meeting people where they're at on the issues they care about, specifically the lockdowns with Kathy Hochul being one of the worst governors in response to after Cuomo left, the uh, governor who was grabbing fannies. Yeah, that was always fun. Grabbing fannies and killing grannies. Andrew Cuomo story. Um, but no, then you go to Kathy Hochul and now you have Lee Zeldin who's able to differentiate himself on those specific issues. God, if there was a libertarian up there who was able to do that, we would have a real good shot of, of getting more eyeballs on a campaign and get more successful Libertarian Party, make it easier for Larry Sharp in the future. I mean, heck, I would love to see Larry if he had run as, for U.S. Senate, but he's unfortunately running for governor in a race where yeah. now it's looking like it's going to be the, the Republican insurgents, right? Which I think is a good thing, right? That's a good step in the right direction for New York. Now it's an opening the door for a Libertarian to push that even further. So that's my final thoughts. Jeremy, what's right. your final thoughts for us? Then we'll go to Kenny. I, you know, I, I completely agree with your final thoughts, and I don't think we're far apart here on strategy, that the LP has limited resources. We should focus it where we can make the greatest impact. And if I had been in, in Arizona, I would have advised Mark Victor not to run in this race. It, it's as simple as that. It wasn't a great strategy with where we're at now, but it is certainly not a precedent that we should continue to use moving forward. This was not necessarily the right decision based on principle. Um, but it was based on situation. 
And so if we want to look at it that way, I, I you know, I, I'm not as upset. Uh, but the Libertarian Party has a unique position to uh, continue to stick its nose in places and, and, and force people to either be better uh, and deal with us or uh, lose. And uh, that, that's where we are today. But that is not where I believe we always will be. If we continue to do the job of selling liberty, of winning people over to these ideas. And I'll steal its quote from Dave Smith that I think goes against kind of what he uh, did in this master's race. At a certain point, we have to stop convincing people that we're like them and convince them that they should be like us. And that's what I would like to see us do more of in the future. Kenny Cody, final thoughts. Um, I enjoyed this conversation a lot because it's a conversation that I've had a lot uh, on Twitter, especially. But, you know, the, the some of the problems that I find, I, I'm still probably going to find no matter what. And there's going to be belief systems that both of you all take away from this conversation, regardless of the conversation. And, and you know, my, my two points are. One, I, I think that you, again, you have to know the situation, as Brian said, and, and know when to act, know when to run people. And I, and I think the bar is too high for a lot in the LP right now. I think Masters is it's just my own personal opinion. I think people like Masters are what the Republican Party needs to be formed after. Those like Rand Paul, Masters, Gates, and a bunch of others. Um, and, and two, I think that's when Republicans are trying to make that coalition. I think a lot of the time people are giving them the Heisman stiff arm for some reason. Um, never really understood that. Uh, I was on Twitter the other day and uh, me and the representative Jeremy Fajan, who's one of the most libertarian leaning state legislators in the country, um, were kind of questioning, you know, why did Labour P runs people like Victor against like masters and uh, uh, this person's response was uh, you blocked ballot access when Jeremy Fajan sponsored ballot access in Tennessee and got it passed and, you know, at least tried to get it passed. So this idea that it's always has to be anti-GOP and this idea that when coalitions are trying to be made, that we are rejected, even though sometimes we are giving credit to those who are helping our cause and who are helping our conversations like we were having in the MAGA America First wing of the Republican Party that I'm a part of. You know, I give a lot of credit to all the LP people and a lot of the LP guys for creating conversations and holding the new conservative warmongers accountable that are currently in the GOP and dominate the GOP, unfortunately, that I'm trying to change. But I think that the, that coalitions like the one Victor has made with Masters and coalitions like we have on this podcast are what the conversations and the direction of both parties need to be. And I'm afraid that a lot of the ceilings and the lines people are drawing are far too high for those coalitions to exist. And I hope that changes. All right, folks. Well, if you got some value from today's episode, please do me a favor. Go ahead and give it a share. And also, I want to hear your thoughts. So please, if you're joining us over on YouTube, Rumble, or Odyssey, leave your thoughts down below in the comments. Guys, I don't think we could have had a more lively conversation unless we talked about who was better, Tennessee football or Alabama football. But oh, we're not going to – I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that one because I know that's going to get Go balls this weekend, baby. Woo! We all know the answer. I know. I know. Just, I, I, I was 15 just, versus 11, baby. I, I, all I had to do was just, just strike all, that – that good. powder keg that's all it took to get you guys going there no um thank you for both bringing uh your your insights to the episode today guys and, and and frankly like this is a conversation a lot of folks are having right now and i think you both articulated both ideas and perspectives extremely well and i appreciate both of your 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 bringing those views to the table today i find myself i think you know kind of again saying why not both i find myself in both camps saying yeah 
We absolutely need to have libertarians that are pushing the other two parties. But at the same point in time, libertarians, let's be smart when we're running these elections and try to be more effective in building these coalitions. I think we will find more success. And I, I thank you, Kenny, for pointing out. Yeah, I hope we're sending a good example here at the Brian Nichols Show of how we can effectively do that. I have folks on the show who are running for office as big L libertarians, who are, are small business owners, entrepreneurs, economists, uh, activists all across the board, sales and marketing professionals. And the vision is to be able to bring these people together on common issues that we've all come to understand. That is greater liberty movement stuff, right? The ideas of not hurting people, not taking their stuff, basic economics, and really at the end of the day, property rights. So let's embrace those ideas and find where we can have more success building those relationships. So guys, thank you for doing uh, your right part on. here in having thank that you. conversation. And folks, if you got, got some value, not only can you join us here on the video version, also head to briangleshow.com. You can find today's podcast version of the show and all 615 other episodes of the program, which by the way, includes, uh, we have Cody's Concerns where we've had Kenny Cody joining us here in the program and also Sell Liberty. Jeremy, new season of Sell Liberty is coming out soon, right? Yeah, new, new, new season. Uh, we will be filming next week. The studio is set up in my basement finally we've got uh some new digs and uh we'll have a co-host and uh a little different format for you guys so i'm looking forward to it digging it man i'm looking forward to uh getting mm. sell liberty back on the book so folks make sure you've hit subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts and also we include the sell liberty podcast right here in the brian nickel show rss feed so you can find that very easily and by the way folks did you know uh if you want to go ahead and support the program there's a couple different ways you can do that number one head to briannickelshow.com forward slash support number one become a patreon supporter five dollars a month over there or number two you can go ahead and do a one-time donation five ten twenty dollars whatever it may be, it all goes right back here into the program. And then the other way you can go ahead and support the program is by going to briannickelshow.com forward slash shop, where you can go ahead and support our uh, amazing partner over at Proud Libertarian, but also you can get some awesome Liberty swag. I've been busy, boys. I've been high, uh, behind the scenes working my graphic design self to the bone. And uh, with that, out came our Liberty Legend shirt. No Marks shirt. Our uh, We have our uh, Magic Money Tree shirt, and we have a bunch of other ones as well. Uh, so please, folks, if you want to go ahead, check those out. They make great Christmas gifts, which is right around the corner now that we're officially in November. So uh, go ahead to uh, briannickelshow.com forward slash shop and use code TBNS at check out for a discount applied to your order. All right. With that being said, that's all we have for you. Thank you for joining us. And by the way, make sure if you did not check out our awesome conversation yesterday with Matt Hackenberg, libertarian running for governor out in Pennsylvania. Look at that. Me promoting libertarian candidates. Go ahead. Check it out. I'll include it right here below. But otherwise, we'll talk to you tomorrow. It's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. follow me on social media at b nichols liberty and again if you'd be so kind please consider making a donation to the brian nichols show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support the brian nichols show is supported by viewers like you thank you to our patrons daryl schmitz michael lima mitchell mankowitz cody johns craig DaCosta, and the we are libertarians network